I am so excited to introduce a new series to you, a subject that's dear to my heart, and that's our Season 2 series for Working Homeschool Parents. While we don't discriminate, our focus will be on working homeschool moms mostly, because most of the educating usually falls on the mom. If you're a working dad who is also the primary teaching parent, and you're Canadian, we want to hear from you and interview you here on the podcast to encourage other dads. We have several great interviews lined up for you with homeschoolers who also bring home some bacon and some thoughts and ideas about how to make it all work. On today's introductory episode to the series, I'll also be sharing three tips for working and homeschooling. Let's roll. Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. In 400 meters. In 100 meters. You have reached your destination. Again, welcome. If you're hearing this in real time, 2021, you can agree that this past year has been the year of the working homeschool parent. In many ways, this year has drawn families closer together and helped us to see what the hectic pace and extracurricular activities had, in many ways, been robbing us of. Evenings at home, board games, bike rides, and walks together have strengthened the bonds of family but the year has not been without its challenges interpersonally, financially, and with the need to juggle working and schooling your children at home. Some of you listening may not have been homeschooling by choice. Others of us have been juggling the homeschooling and working thing for a while. For some of us, we have longed to be home more, homeschooling even, but felt that we couldn't do it because we couldn't afford to stay home. Perhaps this year confirmed for you that you definitely can't do both, but I assure you that managing your kids on screens with the school schedule and curriculum is not the same as homeschooling in which you choose what to learn and when to learn. So that brings me to our first tip for working and homeschooling. Think outside the box in terms of your schedule. You can do this many ways. Free your mind from the 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. idea of what a school day should look like. In schools, much of that time is spent in busy work or lining up to wait your turn for the teacher or in recess. Think outside the scheduling box. When I had one of my businesses outside the home, we started our school time earlier in the morning so we could have our devotions or morning basket time together and I could go over their math lessons and communicate their other subjects and expectations. The kids had their recess during the time that I was out serving a client after they had worked on their lessons for a while. 
During that time in our homeschool, I also taught subjects to my high schoolers on Monday evenings, like economics, for example, which really needed my attention. I would teach their lesson and then give them their assignments for that subject for the rest of the week that they could do independently. Of course, how you do this depends on the ages of your children, but I'm just giving you an example. Year-round homeschooling is another way to actually get more flexibility into your schedule if you are working because it literally gives you more hours in which to spread out the educating. Make a schedule that actually works for your family and you have permission to do so. My second tip for you today is don't be afraid to use technology to your advantage. In my earlier homeschooling years, when I worked in the home and homeschooled, I thought that using online or CD-ROM lessons was a bit of a cop-out, to be honest, and not really teaching. Once I got busier outside the home, the fact that I wasn't personally doing the teaching on those particular lessons was actually the point. It gave me great peace of mind to do Switched On Schoolhouse for English and teaching textbooks or dive Saxon math with my older children and to know that the most important subjects were covered well while I was teaching the younger ones and bringing home some bacon. While I hope I'm not the educational snob that I once was, I'm still a bit old school in that I hope, in addition to the tech you're using, you'll add lots of reading books and other methods to round out your child's brain development and your family relationships. But technology such as computerized courses can really help a great deal when you have a lot going on. Another example of helpful technology is the use of audiobooks. When we are busy driving, playing audiobooks not only keeps the kids happy, but we can cover curriculum such as history or make sure that we're broadening our horizons with good literature in a very time-efficient way. My third tip is to involve the other parent in the responsibility of homeschooling. If you are both bringing income into the family, it's only fair that you should work as a team in terms of the parenting and educating of the children. There's an interesting quote from the findings of a nonprofit called Working Families in the United Kingdom after they surveyed parents during the pandemic who suddenly found themselves overseeing their kids' education from home. Jane Van Zyl from Working Families has this to say, quote, Women in particular were being disadvantaged by childcare responsibilities. We have seen clear evidence that fathers are not being asked about how they will manage work and care at this time. The expectation is very much that women will take over childcare full-time, affecting their ability to work, end quote. She went on to recommend that employers and government should be mindful not to turn back the clock on gender equality. While many homeschooling families have prioritized home educating the children overworking, there can be an imbalance in responsibilities if it's not carefully communicated or thought out. So how can the other parent be involved? We tried having dad teach math in high school, but that didn't work out so well. Sometimes math geniuses aren't the best teachers because they just look at a quadratic equation and get it, you know? 
But what did work out was him taking the kids to do physical education activities such as swimming or skating on Fridays when he had a flexible half-day home from his job. If you can work it so you are home when your spouse is working and you work while he or she is home, that will allow plenty of time for educational interaction with the children from both parents. Just remember to keep some time set aside to be together, though, so that you aren't just ships passing in the night. Checking all the educational boxes is not as important as having a good relationship with your significant other, and a strong relationship there benefits the children as well. Another way to share the load is for the non-primary teaching parent to take some of the housework and cooking off the primary teaching parent's plate, pun intended. We'll be mentioning this again in a future episode in this series on advice for new working homeschool parents. If you are using technology, the children's work still has to be checked up on, something I'm not super great at, so maybe that follow-up with the marking or making sure the lessons are being completed would be a helpful way for the other parent to participate. In our next episode, I'll be interviewing Jen McKinnon from Practical by Default who has a blog geared specifically to working homeschool moms. You will love her down-to-earth and realistic approach to working and homeschooling. She'll share how she does it, and I'll be asking her for her best advice as well. And in upcoming episodes in this series, we'll have more interviews with working homeschool parents, tips, and advice for you on this important topic. So stay with us. Could you do me a favor? Could you take just a moment to leave a rating or positive review on whatever app you're listening on? This helps the algorithms bring this podcast to the attention of those who are searching for our helpful content, and it would mean so much. If you would like to hear more episodes that are specifically on the topic of working and homeschooling, we have a whole page called Homeschooling and Bacon at canadahomeschools.com. There, all of the episodes that are related to this topic are gathered in one place just for you. Again, I'm so excited to get into this series for working homeschool parents. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Hee <laughs> hee!